Welcome to The Center, a podcast brought to you by the Franciscan Peace Center, a ministry of the Sisters of St. Francis in Clinton, Iowa. I am your host, Marcia Thrall. On today's podcast, we'll be sharing with our listeners information about what human trafficking looks like in the state of Iowa, how local communities are working to squash the various problems that are systemic contributors to human trafficking, what work still needs our attention, and how we can work together as a community to bring positive change to the landscape of human trafficking in Iowa. Please note, the views expressed here are individual views that do not necessarily reflect the Sisters of St. Francis, Clinton, Iowa. The Sisters of St. Francis, Clinton, Iowa has adopted as one of its corporate stands a commitment to do nonviolent work that will help to bring an end to the practice of human trafficking in all of its forms. Human trafficking in modern-day slavery is defined as the illegal trade of people using force, fraud, or coercion, typically for the purposes of forced labor or sexual exploitation for commercial gain. Past efforts by the Franciscan Peace Center, the educational outreach component of the Sisters of St. Francis, have focused particularly on sex trafficking and the coercion and grooming of children into the sex trade. Good and positive effort has been placed on educating the wider community about sex trafficking and helping to provide resources to those who may be entangled within the web of this particular type of bondage. However, The problem of human trafficking has cast a net upon our global society that is substantially far more expansive than local anti-sex trafficking efforts have the capability of reaching. Even, and especially in Iowa, human trafficking awareness can be examined to include understanding how the state constitution in Iowa promotes slave labor within Iowa prison systems and also how traffickers in Central America employ forced migration tactics to supply Iowa agricultural industries with Latino and Latina teens as slave labor within industries such as egg processing and meat processing. When the 13th Amendment was ratified on December 18, 1865, it was announced to the world that United States had put an end to chattel slavery. However, that wasn't the whole story. A clause within the 13th Amendment allowed for involuntary servitude in cases of criminal punishment. And nearly 20 states within the United States include language within their state constitutions that allow for involuntary servitude and slavery as a component of criminal punishments. Iowa is one of those 20 states. According to a study published in June 2022 by the ACLU of Iowa, people who are prisoners of the state of Iowa are forced into labor and paid wages that range from 28 cents to 95 cents per hour. 
This slave labor policy within Iowa prison systems supports industries in Iowa that include producers of steel trailers, precast concrete forms, and custom-injected molding parts. For comparison, according to ZipRecruiter, in the free labor market in the state of Iowa, injection molding jobs pay anywhere from $19 to $28 per hour. Furthermore, according to the ACLU report, if a prisoner refuses to work, even if that prisoner claims to be unable to work due to illness, body pain, or any other manner of reason that people in the free market might take sick or paid time off work for, the prisoner is forced into solitary confinement until they choose to or are forced to return to work within the prison forced labor system. Another complication of the forced labor slavery work system within the Iowa state prison system is the allocation of the wages earned by the prisoner. According to Iowa Code 910.7, all prisoners are required to allocate their property, for example, prison wages, towards any ordered restitution, which means that the wages earned within their forced servitude must go to restitution first if restitution has been ordered. Furthermore, upon release from prison, any wages or property acquired by the prisoner are subject to 20% garnishment until restitution has been fully satisfied. While this could appear to be another tool of justice, there are cases in which restitution and fulfillment of laws are unjust and work to victimize those deemed as offenders by Iowa state law. One prominent example of this victimization can be seen in the case of Piper Lewis. In 2020, then 15-year-old Piper Lewis ran away from her home in Des Moines, Iowa, and took shelter in the hallway of a nearby apartment building. A male resident of the building offered Lewis a place to stay. Within three days of living with the older man, the man was trafficking Lewis to other residents of the building for sex services. After an extended and reportedly violent stay with 38-year-old man named Zachary Brooks, who consequently raped Lewis multiple times, it has been reported that Lewis, fearing for her life, stabbed Brooks to death. As part of her sentence, Piper Lewis was ordered to pay $150,000 to her rapist's family in restitution. This mandatory restitution is a component of Iowa Sentencing Law 915.100, titled Victims' Restitution Rights, which mandates that those convicted of manslaughter up to murder charges are required to pay the victim's family a minimum of $150,000 in restitution. In other words, an Iowa resident and 15-year-old victim of sex trafficking and forced rape was given a deferred prison sentence in order to pay a restitution amount that could take decades to pay back. Furthermore, if Lewis's deferred sentence is revoked, 
and Lewis is imprisoned in the state of Iowa, she will be forced to work within the Iowa state prison system for wages that could be as little as 28 cents per hour, with all of those wages going towards the $150,000 being paid to her rapist's family. Noting that the forced labor and system of slavery within the Iowa state prison system is egregious, an Iowa State Senate Judiciary Subcommittee is working on advancing a law that abolishes prison slavery laws within the state of Iowa. According to Iowa Starting Line, um, an political activity website. Senate Study Bill 1144 proposes an amendment to the Iowa Constitution that will remove involuntary servitude as legal punishment for the incarcerated, while at the same time suggesting just alternatives to the system of slavery that is currently present within Iowa prisons. This Judiciary Subcommittee is chaired by Senators Isaiah Knox of Des Moines, Jeff Reichman of Montrose, and Tom Shipley of Nottoway. Reichman and Shipley are Republican, Knox is a Democrat. This bill will be considered by the full Senate Judiciary Committee at a time to be determined in the future. Another form of human trafficking that is often overlooked within our communities is the treatment of migrant farm workers within the United States. While migrant farm work is legal in the U.S., trafficking migrant workers is not. Because of the agricultural nature of Iowa's state economy, the Iowa Department of Workforce Development provides specific guidelines and expectations of individuals and companies that utilize the migrant workforce in order to be productive and thrive. Migrant wages are low often under $10 per hour. And while employers are required to provide migrant workers with a safe housing situation in accordance with Iowa's Department of Workforce Development guidelines, the reality of complying with this requirement seems to be loose in comparison with the definition of safe housing. In a December 2022 article in US Today, USA Today, it was reported that the housing provided for migrant workers on a farm in western Iowa failed inspections by not addressing serious rat infestations, missing plumbing, and the refusal to provide migrant workers with toilet paper. Low wages plus subpar living conditions are symptomatic of fraudulent actions that contribute to the systemic problem of human trafficking. And often migrant workers who are in this situation are fearful for reporting their employers um, that create unhealthy working conditions because of the fear of facing um, deport de deportation, um, sanctioning, or being blackballed from the migrant farm workers' um, work chain. Looking further into the problem of the trafficking aspect of migrant labor, particularly in the state of Iowa, it is important to note that Iowa is not immune to the problem of forced child labor, including the exploitation of for foreign national children sold into human trafficking. 
A 2018 PBS Frontline episode titled Traffic in America focuses on the problem of child labor trafficking, particularly the trafficking of foreign national children in the Midwest. One community highlighted within this expose is the community of Clarion, Iowa, home to several egg and food processing plants. At the time of the frontline airing, it was estimated by public school officials in Clarion that at least 30 foreign national children were being trafficked within the small community for their labor. The population of Clarion, Iowa is just over 2,700 people. The above-mentioned frontline episode exposes that in the cases of children and teens who are exploited for their labor not only in Iowa, but also the greater part of the Midwest, children are often removed from their homes in places like Honduras and Guatemala by traffickers on the promise that they will have educational opportunities, the ability to make money to support their families, and better living conditions if they move to the United States. At the same time, traffickers seize the deeds to family homes of these children in order to secure cooperation from the families of the trafficked children. Oftentimes, unless the central players in the trafficking ring are caught, tried, and convicted by local governments in Central America, many families never satisfy their debt to the trafficker, subsequently losing their property and often never seeing their children who are unknowingly sold into slavery ever again. According to the U.S. Department of State's 2022 Trafficking in Persons Report, United States, of the 1,143 foreign national children who were certified as victims of human trafficking in the United States in 2022, 25% of these children were sex trafficking victims, while 68% of these underage victims were sold into labor trafficking in the U.S. It is important to acknowledge that children, specifically foreign national children, are the most vulnerable victims of human trafficking. But it is equally important to recognize that human trafficking isn't all-inclusive of sex trafficking. It is entirely possible that mass-produced food that we all consume has been made accessible to us through the bodily exploitation and bondage of children as young as 10 years old. A component of the Sisters of St. Francis corporate stand against human trafficking is the bold statements that compel us to research supply chains of products we purchase and choose our purchases accordingly, and that we will examine our investments and take responsibility for where our money is invested, ensuring that we invest in firms which do not exploit people for personal gain. Undoing the harm that our local and global neighbors have been subjected to will not be easy, and it will not be a quick process. But it is the hope of the Sisters of St. Francis, Clinton, Iowa, and also of the Franciscan Peace Center, that by working together as a community, 
utilizing nonviolent strategies, including education and opportunities for peaceful resistance, that we will be able to relieve some from the bindings of human trafficking and slavery. And hopefully, by educating many and providing relief to some, efforts will grow into a larger and very meaningful movement. If you are passionate about working towards an end to all forms of human trafficking, please consider joining the Clinton Area Anti-Trafficking Committee. Beginning in September of 2023, we will meet on the first Tuesday of each month at 10 a.m. at the Canical, which is located at 841 13th Avenue North in Clinton, Iowa. Also, we are actively considering changing our monthly meeting time to 6 p.m. on Tuesdays in order to engage more members of our community. Updates will be shared soon. And if you have any questions about human trafficking work, please contact me, Marsha Thrall, at mthralll at clintonfranciscans.com. Finally, if you'd like to learn more about the landscape of human trafficking in the state of Iowa, please check out our website for the resources used to research this episode of the Center. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Center. To learn more about the good work of active nonviolence and peacemaking, please visit our website at www.clintonfranciscans.com. Again, that is www.clintonfranciscans.com. The Center is a production of the Franciscan Peace Center, a ministry of the Sisters of St. Francis in Clinton, Iowa. Music for this podcast is titled Sweet Times by All Bets Off and is provided by Adobe Stock. Our podcast hosting platform is Buzzsprout, and you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you found our podcast interesting and would like to support this effort as it grows, please be sure to push that like button and subscribe so that others can learn about our podcast too. Peace. <laughs>